He looked back at me just as plain as day, and he said, I'm a member of the Ku Klux Klan. It would be my privilege to defend the Nazi. It would be my privilege to defend Charles Manson. People are interested in crime. There's no getting around it, and Americans love violence. Coming to a brothel, you're having the full fantasy experience with somebody who knows, let's say, that there's five different ways to give a handjob plus. You know, talk to me about morality. Shut up. I tell you where you can stick your morality, man. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Unfiltered, the podcast. My name is Brian Prasganey. I am the creator and director of the series, and with me, as always, is my co-producer. Joyzo. And joining us today is our amazing assistant producer. Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. What's going on? How are you? Two weeks in. How's, how's it been? Whoa. It's been an adventure. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to consider that a good thing. <laughs> and, of course, we have uh, Felix on the edit. Today, we're going to be looking at... Blair White, who's a very popular YouTube star. I first came across Blair White earlier this year. Uh, Some of my friends had pointed me to some of her online videos. I think she's an incredibly engaging character, and she's become a very distinct voice in this sort of polarized political climate. She is as I've mentioned, a trans woman, uh, but she also shares political beliefs, you know, that could be sort of considered conservative uh, while she, you know, maintains somewhat of a liberal lifestyle. So I thought she was the perfect guest for Unfiltered because she kind of lives in that gray area uh, that we like to live in on this show. Uh, Basically, you know, she shares views and opinions with both the left and the right and has received uh, a lot of harsh criticism uh, from both sides. The only death threats I get the only hate I get in like a really serious way that's not just playfully trolling online is from people who have a problem with my views. I once tweeted that it was harder to come out as more right-wing than as trans. On the left, I get people that hate me despite being trans because of my views and I'm seen as a traitor of the trans community. And on the right, I get people who hate me just because I'm trans. If you mix being trans with having a few right-wing opinions, it's just, it's a shit show. You get shit on by both sides. My name is Blair White. I'm 24. I live in Hollywood, and I am a YouTuber. When I made my first video, I was actually in college. I was feeling a bit defeated because everyone around me in the college environment disagreed with almost all of my views, and I felt like I needed an outlet. So I uploaded to YouTube on a whim. And I woke up the next day and it had blown up. And ever since then, my life's been completely different. It's not a popular opinion. It's not a politically correct opinion, but I've never been one for political correctness. For a while on my channel, I was moving more and more right. And I think that that showed in my videos. I think that when I started, I was more center. And then um, through the election, I got more and more right. I feel like in the current political climate, there's increasing pressures to identify as either all the way left or all the way right. And I think that it's a false dichotomy. I sort of identify more as socially liberal and then fiscally conservative. Well, I think that these days to identify as conservative in any way means you have to identify socially as conservative. And that's just not the way that I roll. I'm not gonna um, compromise my beliefs on how people should be treated because I have certain more perhaps conservative views on how the economy should be run. It's frustrating to feel like, you know, I'll never be able to sit in a room full of leftists because of my beliefs. I'll never be able to sit in a room with conservatives because I'm trans. Feminism is not synonymous with women's rights. Do you like puppies? Do you give back to your community? Do you hate white people? The people have expanded the definitions of bigotry and racism and homophobia and all this shit so far that 
Really anything can be considered racist these days. There's an image problem with the left. A lot of conservative speakers would go to liberal college campuses and there would be outrage or sometimes be violence, protests. A lot of times it gets out of hand and people act really, really extreme in order to silence these conservative speakers from speaking at their school. It's been very easy for the right to say this is the face of liberalism. It's people freaking out, not wanting to hear dissenting views. If the left wants to win in 2020, I think the biggest thing they can do is to stop being so radically politically correct. Be willing to have a conversation. I'm trans and I have been able to have conservative speakers on my channel, whether to debate or have discussions with Ben Shapiro, for example, who's very notoriously and has a reputation of being flat out anti-trans. If you and I were to go to a business dinner or any kind of dinner and you were meeting me at a restaurant and I was there first and I was in an orange shirt and you had to tell you know, the host, I'm here to meet my friend, Blair, and they said, okay, and you had to describe me to take me to the table, um, you wouldn't say the man in the orange shirt, you would say Blair, you would say her over there. You're right, if I were to walk into dinner and try and describe you, you look like a woman, therefore, to the person there, you know, I wouldn't be trying to explain who you were or your background because what's the point of that? But that's not to suggest the truth of the pronoun that I'm using to describe to the person. The reason he was willing to go on my channel is because I'm not one of the people in the trans community that freaks out and screams and is so offended by him. I'd rather speak to him, engage with him, learn where he's coming from, still disagree with him on certain things, but have a conversation and that's the link that's missing. Personally, I can't think of a single other trans person in the media right now that could go on all the conservative shows I've gone on to have a conversation and open minds. All right, so there you go. Were you either of you guys familiar with Blair White prior to this episode? I've never heard of her, nope. to be honest, no. I'm big into YouTube, so I've definitely seen her uh, making the rounds. Um, she has a lot of views. All of her videos are pretty consistently mm -hmm. um, have a lot of views, I think, because there's really no one like her on YouTube. Right. Um, she represents a lot of different things. And I feel like for everyone that leaves a hate comment for her, there's someone leaving a comment of, you help me so much. Um, like, I relate with you. So she definitely appeals to an audience. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, her videos perform very well. Um, she's definitely a unique person as far as her perspective on a lot of these situations. Um, you know, it was just several weeks ago that we had uh, Brandon Strock, who is the founder of the walkaway movement on the show. And, you know, he was sort of a uh, a gay guy from New York that had become a conservative Republican. And Blair is somewhat similar in that I think when she first started her videos, she, I think, liked sort of the sensationalism of being a conservative and kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. She wore like uh, Make America Great Again hats in a lot of her, uh, some of her videos and was, you know, kind of outspoken about being a Trump supporter. But I think as time has progressed, she sort of kind of moved to the center a little more. It's kind of funny to me. I think she's maybe started being a little more sensational and now she's trying to be a little more real. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, do, I, what do you think, Joyzelle? You watched a bunch of her videos for the first time kind of through her timeline. Yeah, I watched a lot of her early videos and then I like her very first video, which is female privilege uh, slash anti-feminism. So I was like, okay, great. I know what this is going to be about. <laughs> and I also watched like more recent ones that she has uh, with her boyfriend, and you Joe. know what's funny? Yeah, Joe. Mm -hmm. and Joe, uh, Joe actually is a YouTuber himself. Yes, yeah. and they have their own channel mm -hmm. um, together. But what I find funny, uh, not funny, but very telling is, um, what, you know how what Lindsay, what you said about a lot of her comments, there's like one for every one bad one, there's one good one. I found a lot of them to be majorly nice, like very, okay. like very, and you know. 
she mentioned before about how sometimes she gets comments where people are like, you know, Blair, I don't think this is in the video, but she where people say, Blair, I don't really see eye to eye on this, but you know, I'd still respect you for, you know, sharing your opinion. Right. And those comments actually do exist, which I was kind of blown away Which by. I think is pretty awesome. I mean, it's it's great to see someone, you know, who's not like a white straight male, like right. talking about some of these issues and the fact that she's having that effect on people. I mean, we know firsthand from a lot of the shows that we've posted. Yes. <laughs> our comments get, uh, you know, pretty nasty. I mean, yeah. that's just the way get it is today. a little wild. Um, and it's funny how a uh, we could post a video about nothing political whatsoever and somehow the the comments kind of devolve into this uh, political argument. Right. Um, but I think it's cool. And I, I think she's even what we just heard in that last clip with her and Ben Shapiro, who strangely is always talking about the trans thing. Uh, and I even mm-hmm. mentioned that to Blair. I was kind of like, what is <laughs> what is his horse in the race? Like, why is this guy always talking always about, about this? I mean, I, you know, we all know Ben Shapiro is this you know conservative guy who has his platform. And, right. But it, it just seems weird to me that uh, it, it, the, the trans issue frequently comes up with uh, with him. Well, uh, he's bothered. Right. And But it seemed like she kind of put him in his place in a pretty good way in, in, a, in a nice interaction where nobody was yelling at each other. Right. And, yeah. and, and I sort of like, I'm, we're, we're going to hear later on in the video some of her perspectives as far as gender and gender identity but as far as what she just said in that clip I thought it was kind of cool to really break it down to especially someone who's just hung up on not using uh, preferable pronouns I love that example yeah like how would you you describe if you were coming to meet me in a restaurant because that's sort of a real world use of it that's a very practical way to apply it and it's like okay so you're all stressed out either because of your faith or your political beliefs or whatever but at the end of the day if you got to find me in a shopping mall or a restaurant or what, how are you going to describe me? And, right. You're and, not going to say like the chromosomes or, <laughs> exactly. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That person has this many Y chromosomes. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting and, and, and an enlightening uh, perspective to hear from uh, from a trans voice um, about how to really handle the pronoun thing if it's if it's an issue for you. Right. And she even says, like, she's really the only transgender person on the Internet who's willing to go head to head with these yeah. people and keep her calm and represent. She's definitely fearless. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh yeah, there yeah. is. There's that one debate that we've. I think we've all we've seen where she's debating with Candace Owens. Yeah, we talked a uh, little bit about that on, uh, on a previous podcast. Right, yeah. and that was although seeing that was crazy. Um, how Candace was treating her, she really kept it. Together. She kept it cool. Yeah. yeah, and even I wanted to throw something at Candace Owens <laughs> watching that. But she kept it cool and she kept it civil. And Candace Owens was really trying to be insulting in her very sort of... She's trying to rile her up. And I think because, you know, the issue is that uh, Blair points out is that people already equate transgender individuals with like this very active liberal agenda that's going on. Right. Which uh, Blair says it herself, uh, you know, very overreactionary, very like impulsive and quick to, you know, jump on conservatives and uh, people uh, that are on the right. But I think Blair herself is like, no, listen, transgender doesn't have to be left, but it also, to be honest, doesn't have to be right either. Exactly. It's not. It shouldn't even be a political thing in the first place. And I think people like Candace and other people who are maybe um, haters of her because she is trans are already assuming trans equals the left. Right. Mm -hmm. Trans equals, you know, like Democrats, so therefore they discredit her uh, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. One of the biggest reactions I've gotten on my channel is from conservative people who come to me and they say, wow, I thought being trans was 
a political thing. And what they come to realize is it's actually just who you are and it's not political at all. You know, the basis of what I believe in is freedom, it's bodily autonomy and to me, trans people are just expressing freedom and bodily autonomy. They're doing what they want with their lives and I feel like anytime you're doing something for yourself that affects no one else, you know, altering your body to be trans, to live as a gender you want, you know, that's something that affects you, that has to do with you and your soul. And um, it, I don't like that it's so politicized. One of my most popular videos is one called There's Only Two Genders, and I made it just because I was feeling a bit frustrated that, you know, there's so many people willing to try to understand trans people, and the topic gets so complicated when people add thousands of genders. I think that what's realistic is there really is just two genders. Just because you fail to be perfectly masculine or perfectly feminine doesn't mean that you have invented a new gender. I think that one of the left's problem in normalizing and, you know, getting people to understand LGBT people in general, especially trans people, is they often overcomplicate the issue. I feel like every other week there's some new letter added to LGBT, and I get it, like there's a lot of different kinds of people out there, but sometimes it's just, it gets to be a bit much. I think that the fact that there's supposed to be, you know, thousands and thousands of genders isn't really helpful. I think that no one actually identifies as any of those thousands of, thousands of genders, but people like to pretend like people really do. That's giving such a gift to people who want to argue against trans people by saying, I don't have to believe this person identifies this way because this person identifies as a frog. You're always going to find crazy people who identify as frogs, girl. I don't necessarily believe in this, you know, born in the wrong body thing or I have a female soul. I think I was born in the right body. I think I was meant to be Blair White, the trans woman. I think it's a coping mechanism to use the born in the wrong body thing. I've never viewed myself as oppressed despite being trans. I've always seen the things that were in my way as obstacles to get over, not roadblocks. And I think that's, that's something that more trans people could benefit from viewing it that way. So Blair has obviously caused a lot of controversy with her perspective on, you know, different labels within the community, within the LGBTQ community and, uh, and, you know, and her thought process on there being only two genders, which is not a very popular conversation on the left and definitely not one that you hear generally from trans people. Yeah. And comments, too, you know, if you believe that right. they do identify as trans, like they say in the comments. You know, I mean, obviously, none of us are in the room here are trans right now. So, you know, we should. Right. You know, obviously, we're not gonna, we're not going to try to sort of we're not going to try to Ben Shapiro this. We're not going to try to put our thoughts. No, that's definitely not <laughs> on happening. Other here. Nope, nope, uh, nope. But just in the in- interest of talking about it, I mean, I do think, you know, one thing I will say is I don't think she comes from a place of hate with this perspective a little bit. Um, I think it's actually kind of the opposite. It's almost more of a defense of what she considers to be true trans people. Yes. Um, because I think there, I think it's a feasible argument that, you know, we are sort of in the sensitivity era where now everyone feels like that they need to have some type of classification that defends however they feel. And is there a point where that becomes too much? Um, you know, I frequently had arguments with people over the trans issue with some conservative people uh, who have tried to compare uh, being trans with being like uh, like the adult men that like to live as babies or, you know, and, and, and for me, it's always like, OK, well, what you're describing is a fetish mm-hmm. and that's completely different than how a person, you know what I mean, feels. And there is, you know, we it's it hasn't been obviously proven just yet, but there's been tons of scientific research. That, which she includes on her channel, by the way. Which she, she talks, talks about, about that, yeah. right. Which, you know, which could prove that the trans issue is more complicated than people think. But, you know, basically, I don't know. I mean, do you think that she shouldn't be talking that way? Or do you think it's her right to sort of express those opinions? I think both. Mm-hmm. I think it is her right to express that, um, just like it's anybody's right. And I mean, clearly her channel 
has had some popularity because of that. Because right. she's expressing these views that a lot of people agree with, uh, but maybe don't want to say. But I also think that her uh, kind of making fun of people who, like she says, identify as frogs, um, it's it's echoing that same mentality of like Republicans or conservatives or, or right wing people who don't believe in trans people. Right. Um, I think it's like a kind of it's like this. But don't you think like if say, you know, let's use the frog statement, right? Right. Like say I believe I'm a frog and now I'm like part of a frog people community and I feel like we should be respected for our beliefs and I feel like we should have a letter in the LGBTQ I'm not group, equating them. You know what I mean? I'm like, not like saying but, they're but, on the but, same but, level. But doesn't that sort of bastardize the people that really are trans? Like doesn't that sort of take away from people that really are experiencing something? I think she's saying personally for her – when she was born, you could be either born a boy or girl, but you can't be born a frog. And she feels like she was born a boy, but that she was meant to transition. But she maybe feels like it's not the most natural to want to transition into a frog. <laughs> you don't or, think so? No. Yeah, but it's, it's I like more... To, I want to transition Alex Jones to a frog. thinks there's all it's sorts of frogs. Well, lizard people. Lizard people, I guess, people which people. is true. <laughs> and even if she's offending people, she's stating her opinion and right. free speech. And but, I do like her stance on how she doesn't feel bad for herself for what right. she went through. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously the suicide rates for transgender people are really high. Mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, murder rates too. Yeah. No, it's awful. I mean, there's still, I mean, you know, I mean, this is, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but, you know, I, I like, you know, trans people, especially trans people of color are frequently incarcerated or frequently abused by, uh, you know, not even regular civilians, but by police officers. Right. I uh, mean, you know, sorry, but to bring it back to bring it back to the frog people, to the frog people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I think that um, I'm not equating the two. Clearly, there is some sort of scientific evidence with transgender people and sure. gender dis, uh, dysmorphia. Thank you, gender dysmorphia in general. But I think it's like, well, just like we don't have the right to tell somebody like, hey, you're not actually like a woman, you're a man, or, you know, there are people who say that. And I'm not saying that you can't tell somebody like, clearly you're not a frog because, you know, you can because they don't look like a frog. You can't uh-huh. be born a frog, like Lindsay said. Um, I don't think there's any way to transition into a frog as of yet maybe like 100 years later we'll see that uh but i think it's It's also it's coming but i think those are also uh, people's opinions that you can't really discount either i mean maybe there's maybe there's something one doesn't equal the other no but i'm not saying they don't equal the other but i'm saying like i'm saying that you know i'm not saying that one equals the other it's definitely not what i'm saying i don't think Mm. they're on the same level at all i think they're very different and they're not if anything one does damage to the other i think i don't know about that because i feel like i feel like people what i'm trying to say here is that people should study people who believe they are a different species or something else like Mm. there could be something there that's not explained right now. So like so when we compare someone like that to trans people, right? Like we're we're doing a couple of harmful things from my perspective. Where where um people that who are like uber conservative that can't get over the trans issue are lumping these things in the same category, I feel like to a certain degree, right? Because we're we're giving credence to even the things that are kind of ridiculous. So it's hard to kind of separate to people that are critical on tr- on real issues like the trans issues, the difference. I um, mean, honestly, I don't think they should be part of the same community to be honest. Right. I think that this LGBT community must be there's the trans community mm-hmm. and there's the lesbian gay community. There's right. you know what I'm saying? I don't even 
even think they should all be lumped together like that because clearly there's some things that aren't similar. I agree. Some things that yeah, are definitely. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying I'm, that I'm, I've never been a big fan of groups or labels right. or anything. You, you haven't. This I, is true. Brian <laughs> <laughs> is very well, anti-establishment. Every, well, every, but, every individual has a different story, and right? A background. And know. I'm just saying that I think that I think frog people deserve better. No, but honestly, <laughs> I think that. Are you a frog person? Oh my god! I got caught. Are you I got dating caught. a frog person? Maybe, maybe. Um, well, yeah. then the frog people—they can make their own YouTube channel and they can defend themselves. Yeah, listen exactly. here. I can't stand those. Frog if there are any frog people no out room. there, I'm please, against the frog please people. make your own YouTube channel. Don't feel like you got to defend yourself, but you know what I'm saying. Make your own community. Right. Get together. Moving enough, on. Enough of the enough of the frog. Too people. many frogs. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear what uh, Blair had to say next. People forget how easy it is in the first world, in the Western world. I get emails and messages from LGBT people in the Middle East all the time saying, um, your videos give me comfort because if anyone found out I was trans, I would be murdered. Or if anyone found out I was gay, I'd be arrested. I'm a gay person living in Saudi Arabia. Being gay is illegal here and so is being trans. If you're found out, you can be arrested here, and the jails are not friendly to LGBT at all. I traveled to a European country to seek asylum because it's illegal to be trans in my country. I was arrested a few months before traveling because I'm trans, and the crime was violation of customs and traditions. And so I think some perspective is needed on that issue for sure. The things that mean the most to me is when I get stories from people saying, you know, I am 15 years old and I needed to come out to my parents as gay or trans or bi or whatever. And the way I was able to do it, because my family is so conservative, is through watching your videos. The fact that I can have any impact like that on people means the world to me. It's easy when you're sort of on my end to see things as numbers or or screen names or comments, and you forget that it really is real people, and it's a lot of real people, and their lives and their opinions and, and things that happen to them can be informed by one video that I do. You know, I am who I am. I think there's a huge misconception that I mean harm to people when I share my opinions, but I really don't. I'm just in a new space where I'm trying to show people more of who I am rather than living off of the controversy that I've caused in the past. I think that for a long time it was fun to be a bit of a shitster, and I don't regret it because I got to where I am because of it. I look back at shit I said six months ago and I'm like, that was wrong. <laughs> I look back at shit I said in the beginning and I'm like, wow, that's a different person. But now it's about, okay, I built the platform, what do I do with it now? And it's a really, really exciting time because I can try different things. To all the haters, I say, um, if you're convinced on hating me, then being convinced on hating me, but if you're willing to give me a chance, I'd really appreciate it. At the end of the day, I really am just a normal person trying to make content that makes people laugh or inspires them or makes them happy or makes them think. And you shouldn't take me so seriously because I really do not take myself seriously. <laughs> I'm a tranny on YouTube, like it's not that deep. <laughs> So I kind of like hearing what Blair said in the end there. It shows, I feel like, her evolution and maturity, I think, through her videos. And it also showed uh, that she has a sense of humor about herself, too, uh, which I think is very important. Um, I I don't like any of these outspoken people that really – I have yet to really see – I mean, I hate to keep bringing up Ben Shapiro on this podcast, but he doesn't really seem to laugh at himself very frequently, where uh, I feel like Blair White uh, sees the humor in some of the things that she discusses, and, uh, and it makes her a stronger person in my eyes. So I actually had a great time speaking with her and I look forward to seeing what she does next. I'm just curious how she's going to keep evolving since she said that she started more conservative, she's getting more center, and as her audience grows and as she makes more videos, um, and as the, you know, I, I hate this word, but as the political climate 
changes. Changes. Right. Uh, I'm curious to see what kind of you know new content, new things that she's gonna. Well, she, I know she next. is in talks right now, um, or I think uh, they may have even started, but they're doing. A, she's going to be doing a big documentary, like a big uh, feature um, on her life. Um, that's pretty cool. And that's one thing that she said, and as you've seen in the videos, she hasn't she hasn't really revealed too much about her transition through the years or some of her early years, um, other than the video with Joe where she shows what she looked like uh, as a male. Uh, you don't really learn too much exposition on her backgrounds prior to the, her uh, her YouTube uh, career. Um, so, and apparently that film is going to delve deep into that. And that should be pretty interesting. Right. And I think anyone with a YouTube channel, if you go back to their videos a year or two ago, they're going to have changed by then. It's just natural. That's kind of right, how it works. Point, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a good point because, uh, you know, we're in this sort of modern thing with YouTube personalities are, are kind of more real people than sort of a, you know, daytime television host or something like that who is able to maintain their image sort of right that has a team of people helping them maintain that image for you know like like has ellen changed in the past 15 20 years like mm-hmm. i don't think so really right but well. like you, you get to see well i don't know has she <laughs> ellen degeneres yeah i'm sure she has i don't know you've watched an old episode she's <laughs> dancing the same way she is now right somebody's you know freaking out justin bieber 10 years ago or something yeah she does have the same today, little dance you know? yep uh, <laughs> but at least blair's willing to admit like, hey, that video I made six months ago, I don't agree with that anymore, but I'm going to leave it up, and this is how I feel now. It's, yeah. w- it's one of the positive, unique things of being a YouTube personality, I think. It's, it's more personal, and you get to see the person. It's grow. more raw. Yeah. More uncensored. Definitely. Yeah. More unfiltered. More unfiltered. unfiltered. Thanks again for listening. Join us next week when we sit down with Brian Barlow. Uh, who was a former uh, kids soccer referee who got fed up from all the bad behavior that he witnessed in his time as a referee from the parents of the children that attended his games. It actually prompted him to start a little online foundation where he now gives money for people to send in videos of other parents behaving badly. Oh, God, what a nightmare, these parents. He's basically running this little grassroots foundation to out parents who uh, just act completely... uh, ridiculous and violent at times at their own children's games uh, across the country. Uh, So that'll be a good one. And we'll get to see uh, and hear from a lot of crazy parents around the country. Uh, And uh, Brian Barlow has a lot to say on the subject. And he actually trains other referees. And I didn't realize that referees actually have such a short shelf life. Uh, Not many people stay in it that long, mainly because of the abuse that they receive uh, from parents. Whoa. So that'll be a cool one. But uh, so we'll see you guys next week. And as always, please check out the Yahoo News video for this week's interview with Blair White, which you can find on Yahoo News. And as always, you can check out more podcasts on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you. We'll see you next week. Woo. Bye-bye.